Hello introverts, INFPs, ISFPs, and perhaps even quiet ENFPs. Welcome to the INFP Daydreamer podcast. My name is Vicky and I am your host and I am an INFP. I am forever searching for my thing, my way to express and contribute to the world, always introspecting and wanting to know more about myself and the world around me. If you are here, then you probably feel the same way. In this podcast, I explore and share my thoughts and feelings around my experience in navigating life as an INFP, from creativity, uniqueness, schedules and productivity, being a dreamer, staying inspired and motivated, being a dabbler, trying to exercise and eat well, and my new love of nature and the outdoors, which also led me to a new interest in taking photos of landscapes. I do warn you though, these episodes are likely to be tangent driven, unscripted, and really an unpacking of ideas because us INFPs love to brainstorm, ask questions, and to be honest, we don't know how we really feel about something until we put it into the world. If this sounds like your thing, then grab a drink and a snack and enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, um, to the INFP Daydreamer podcast. My name is Vicky, and today I am going to talk to you about um, five ways I know I am an INFP. There are obviously way more than five ways I know that I am an INFP, but for this episode I just wanted to talk about five of those things. So I didn't always know I was an INFP. I tested out as an INFJ and I've since learned that many, many, many people, like when they've done the online tests, personality tests, they are, they, you know, more than often come out as INFJs where really um, a lot of that is a mistype. So I was one of those people thinking I was an INFJ and I thought maybe if I wasn't that because it didn't really connect with me when I read about that type. So then I thought maybe I'm, I am um, an ISFJ, but that also didn't sit quite right with me either. So then after learning about cognitive functions, I was um, both deeply intrigued and I was also surprised that perhaps I was an INFP because I didn't think I was a perceiver. So here are five ways I know I am an INFP. Number one, it is hard to do anything I don't feel like doing. Who is with me? I mean, anything here, like motivation and especially coupled with its good old pal inspiration, they are both the key to getting tasks done. But um, if you don't have that, if I don't have that inspirational motivation and I don't feel like doing that thing, then it's really a struggle. So doing the dishes and doing the washing, getting kids things ready, um, you know, just keeping on top of things like shopping lists and keeping other people in my home organized. They all require some level of motivation to do it. Otherwise, it is just, it is hard. It is like the whole time I'm doing it, I'm just feeling this, I don't want to do it feeling. Oh, I hate this. This doesn't feel good. I don't feel like this. So (laughs) 
my current method to getting motivated and to do something mundane or um, part of just everyday life um, is to tell myself just to do it. I literally out loud go, just get it done, just do it, just get it done, just get it done, go on, go on, <laughs> and you'll thank yourself later, it won't be that bad, and it does work a lot of the time, but I do have this, like, I fight back to myself, I'm like, but I don't want to, I really don't, I don't feel like doing this, and then part of me is, you need to get it done, it has to get done, <laughs> but if it's something that someone else wants to do, and I don't really feel like doing, and this shows up a lot when it's when when my family want to play a game so it's I try to tap into my values when when it comes to that um, to generate some motivation and to get into it because really I don't want to do it um, so some of my values are in relation to family and being connected and nurturing and being present with them so I try to remind myself and tap into that when I'm going into this game that I don't particularly want to play and you know do it for my family um, another thing I, I have recently began to um, reframe is reframe how I feel about these boring things and that is to really try to look at these everyday life chore task things as these are just, they're not meant to be fun and enjoyable or inspiring or really, you know, make you feel good. These are just supporting tasks. It's a supporting task to help me then have that time to focus on the things that are lighting me up and inspiring me. It's getting some jobs done that need to be done, tapping into that extroverted thinking. And it also just helps things run more smoothly, which then in turn leaves me less stressed. Number two, I see the world through the lens of my feelings. And that's because my dominant function is introverted feeling. I didn't realize that this is how I show up to the world. Um, you kind of don't really realize how you're showing up, I guess, when it's your dominant function. It just is. Um, but now it feels really obvious to me. I can really notice that that's how I absorb the world. Um, I can instantly recognize when there is this dissonance between my actions and my values. Um, or what I need to get done and my feelings, like playing games. <laughs> um, I'm constantly aware of how every piece of information and experience is affecting me on a on the feeling level. That it That is like why I get so passionate about ideals. Like, for example, um, I feel that everyone should deeply care for themselves. I care about individuality. When I see, hear or, or experience something new, I often say to myself I'm not sure how um, I'm not sure how I feel about that because I have a few conflicting elements going on internally and I need time to reconcile the process so sometimes something will happen or someone will say something or I'll read something or learn something and I will be a little bit confused about I'm not sure how I feel about this and then I'm just taken aback and have to take a minute to I guess process it through my introverted sensing and just check in with myself there um, I love watching and reading emotional stories as well and I love complex characters who have difficult decisions to make or endure difficult life circumstances uh, those that have the good and bad within them are like a bit of complication or bittersweet or yeah just anything that is going to hit 
all the different emotions and sometimes I just like to watch something that's just fun as well because you know it can get a little bit heavy just watching drama that is you know really intense number three when I am stressed I suddenly need to be productive so I suppose that stress does conjure up motivation in a way but it isn't inspired motivation it's panic motivation when I am stressed or I have been in my introverted space for a little bit too long, I often come back to the external world with this jolt of anxiety. Things need doing, little people need attending to, a timeline needs adhering to. And often, I often lose my cool and feel rushed and have a sense of urgency to get it all done. Um, I notice other, really the not important things that need doing too. Suddenly the whole house it's just a mess and I need to address it right this minute, even though if I address that thing over there, it is actually not going to help what is really needed in this moment. It's this feeling of overwhelm and I feel like I'm flailing around without a sense of direction or plan. And that is true because my inferior function is extroverted thinking, meaning getting things done in the outside world. The words that come to mind when I think of this function are timelines efficiency, productivity, and doing things smart and intentionally. It's not my strength, but I can use it in a positive way when I am intentional about it. So for example, I set up an automated system for our bank accounts to ensure that I didn't need to log in and rearrange finances regularly. I'm really proud of it, but I don't really want to have to ever do it again. I love this trait in others, this extroverted thinking function. Um, yeah, the ones who have extra thinking higher in their stack or it's their dominant. I like to use, this is a, quite an interesting example, but I like to use Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones as my extroverted thinking example. He's cold, he's calculated, his moves are planned and he has purpose with all of it. And the feelings of others aren't his priority, his results are, his obligations are. And yeah, he's not a nice character, but it's like it just stands out to me as oh, he just gets this done and he does it and this is how he's going to do it. Now, although most people who use this function aren't necessarily heartless and cold, but feelings aren't as big a factor as it is for me. So it's not as high on their radar as it is for me. My husband, though, is pretty good at just plugging away at tasks. He is an INFJ, I'm pretty sure. And when I am madly feeling out of control because I have like I've got too many things needing doing, I try to take on board my husband's words. And he just says, just focus on what the priority is. He's honing in on what needs taking care of the most. He uses his extroverted feeling of getting people's needs met. He can see what needs doing for everybody, what's important. And I'm there just busy feeling my feelings and seeing all the things simultaneously and I'm becoming paralyzed with all the things needing doing. I just have no sense of um, putting it into perspective. Number four, there are too many options. There are too many exciting options and I end up doing none of them. I want to read that book. I want to journal. I want to watch a K-drama, which in of itself has way too many options. Sit in the home office to blog, sit on the lounge to blog, have rice for lunch, or maybe do I want noodles? In the end, I often miss the chance to do anything because I can't decide. 
it's funny because in these instances when I'm overloaded with possibilities and inspiration to those around me I look like I don't want to do anything or go anywhere where then someone will suggest something or to do or a place to go and if I don't feel like it I won't want to do it so basically I either I look either um, disinterested and like I don't want to do anything ever um, but that's not really the case inside there's just too many things I want to do and that's a limiting story I've told myself uh, for years that I don't like doing things or going anywhere and you know that's kept me really stuck um, it, like I get stuck in a rut and I have low energy because I don't know what I want to do or where I want to go I don't feel like it although there's still all these options inside my head that I want to do that other people might not want to do um, so I'm learning though that for me the best way out of that is just to take a step just try one thing just start just choose something and then pivot after that because not taking any steps is where I get the most stuck so that kind of happens when we go when I go or outings I don't know where I want to go um, out in nature I just pick somewhere to start and always end up where I didn't expect number five my mind asks quirky questions and I love it so sometimes when I'm in bed and almost asleep I notice I ask pretty much say to my husband I turn over to my husband and ask about five different unrelated questions about not important things and it didn't matter like that he barely answered me because my mind just kept expanding with more and more he just it ignores me sometimes <laughs> and it happens when we're watching Netflix too we will be watching a we usually like to watch Korean drama together so for example we could be watching a Korean period piece and I just sit there and I ask questions as we're watching it unrelated to the story I'm like oh how did they dye their fabric back there like how did they dye their fabrics are the wigs they use come like as a top knot built in because they wear these top knot buttons on top of their head or are the wigs loose and then they, and then they style the wig on the spot like I don't know and um, you know <laughs> and then it's just unrelated to the story but I'm just oh how does this work how does that work and yeah I do ask a load of different questions that just build on each other that is about the storyline as well and my husband is a really good sport when we're watching um tv together or if we're out and about and I have all these random questions because he apart from when he's trying to sleep he really does consider all my questions he, he listens to them he considers them takes a moment and then he comes up with what he thinks is a, the likely answer and I think that is his introverted intuition as an INFJ he's taken all of my big brainstormed random questions and he's gone well and he's sort of forecast that narrowed it down inside his head of what is probably the case so it's really cool I think we work really good together in that regard but once I am in the zone of all these random questions I can't turn them off you know I get more energized I get excited I feel passionate and alive and it just makes me feel really really fun and happy So are you an INFP? As I was coming up with this um, podcast, I had to I had to really try. So I use a lot of notes for this podcast. As you probably noticed, I 
go a little bit tangenty and rambly on the previous one. So this is really based off, this whole podcast today is based off a blog post I'd written. And so it's a little more concise. And when I'd come up with the content, I had a really hard time keeping on topic. There were so many tangents that I could have gone on, so many ways I could have, um, yeah, so many directions I could have gone with it and more things to include, but I tried to keep it in con- concise. Um, so yeah, so like most things that I explore, I come away with more questions. My world is bigger, more things to reflect on and consider. And I hope that this episode and these five points resonated with you as well and got you thinking about uh, how how being an INFP, uh, you know, how you show up in the world. Do you have these big questions that keep expanding upon each other? Do you really notice how you feel about everything? And what I really would love to know is how do you get things done and stay on top of your mundane day-to-day tasks as an INFP when you really don't feel like doing those things. I really, really want to know. So please, um, please let me know. And until next time, I will leave it there. Bye for now.